Welcome back to Let's Talk Employment Law. This is a podcast brought to you by the Lane Neve Employment Law Team. In this podcast, we will be discussing the latest in New Zealand employment law and what you need to know to manage the greatest resource in your business, that is your people. We also wish to note that this podcast is simply contains general advice and it is not intended to be a comprehensive statement of the law. We therefore recommend that you do not solely rely on this information, but that you do get your own detailed legal advice first. My name is Elise Wilson and I am a solicitor in the employment law team. And I'm joined by Fiona McMillan, who leads the Auckland office in the employment law team as partner. Thanks for joining us today, Fiona. Thanks, Elise. And I think your, your opening comments are, are, are spot on. Um, the times we're, we're currently in uh, are causing a, a lot of businesses to, to look at, at their size and, and their shape. Um, and there's probably not a, a day at the moment where um, a company in New Zealand isn't announcing a, a restructuring or redundancy process. Um, and in fact, as I was catching up on the news uh, this morning, uh, all staff of the warehouse in New Zealand were, were waiting to attend a, a meeting to, to hear about their proposed restructuring. Um, so I guess the purpose of, of our conversation today is to, to give a bit of a general overview of uh, the requirement, requirements when looking to, to restructure um, and what that means from a consultation process uh, with your employees. Yeah, thanks for that, Fiona. And so, we, like we said, we're giving a bit of a general overview of the process. And the two fundamental starting points for any process which we'd like to talk about is firstly that you need to be able to justify that you want to undertake the restructure. So there must be a genuine business reason and this must be backed by evidence. So we understand that at the moment, because of the economic impacts of COVID, it is likely that there will be a genuine business reason in place, but it is good to be aware of the fact that you will need to justify this decision if needed. And this can involve having evidence available, such as your financial information or your sales information, so that you can clearly justify why you need to make this change. And there's a quite famous case uh, around restructuring, which is called Grace Team Accounting Case. And in this, the court did talk about the importance of sometimes financial uh, information um, in the process of justifying your business reason. And the second starting point, which is also really important to consider with any uh, restructuring process, is making sure that you uh, provide your employees with all of the information that they need. So this comes from uh, the Employment Relations Act and it really involves uh, your good faith obligations. So employees must have the information available to them to be able to comment on and you also need to listen to their comments and feedback and take this into account before a final decision is made, which I think is a really crucial thing, um, is that before that final decision is made, the employees do need to be taken on the process of knowing why the decision has uh, been reached and what information they've used to, to make that decision. So if we take a moment just to, to drill down on those um, two main principles that, are, that Elise has talked us through, um, 
there are, in my view, essentially six steps that, that you need to work through. Um, the first is you've got to put together your, your plan of, of what you're actually proposing, uh, what you're actually proposing to do and, and why. Um, employees need to understand what, what the rationale is behind your proposal and, and what this might mean for, for not only their role, but for those people around them. And I'll come back to that first step in a, in a moment because in, in my experience, that seems to be where it goes horribly wrong. The second step is to, to meet with those staff who are potentially affected. Uh, and that can at that stage be a, be a group meeting. It doesn't have to be individual meetings. But this depends a little bit on, on the size of your restructure. The third step is to obtain people's feedback uh, on, on the proposal. Uh, it's my preference that that's done on an individual basis, whether that be meetings or, or in writing. Um, and what I will say is I think there's this perception that that's a little bit of a tick-the-box exercise, that that is something you have to do to, to justify making someone redundant. Um, but it never ceases to amaze me what individuals come up with during this process. Uh, and also sometimes they let the employer know that they are, they are doing tasks or roles within their role that the employer had no, had no idea of. So it's actually an incredibly important stage. The fourth step is once you've considered all that feedback, uh, your fourth step is to, to make the decision. Uh, and often that's provided verbally to employees but provided in writing afterwards. Now the fifth step is, is quite a complicated step and we're actually going to do a whole podcast on this issue but this is the issue of selection. So this comes into play of when you are looking at decreasing the number of people who do the exact same role. So look I'm not going to go into this at, at any length at, at this stage because as I said Elise and I, Elise and I are going to do a, a whole podcast on, on this. But just know that if you are looking at decreasing the number of people who do the same amount of uh, roles, uh, then you will need to go through a, through a separate process with them at step five. Uh, and st step six is confirming people's entitlements. So letting them know their, their notice and if they are entitled to any redundancy compensation. And on that note, um, just be aware that in New Zealand, employees are only entitled to redundancy compensation if it's provided for in their employment agreements. As I said, I just want to take a moment to, to go back to, to step one, um, and that is putting together the business plan. Um, and I have to say, one of my pet peeves is when I see in these plans things like, we're wanting to centralise or we're wanting to streamline. Um, when individuals are, are providing feedback, often they're, they're very unclear what that means. They're, they're unsure about what the employer is trying to, to achieve in this process. So what I will say is be very specific um, at step one about the problem you've identified uh, and how this proposal might fix it. Using words like streamlining, etc., um, sometimes is, is of no assistance to, to the individual's concern. Um, so, Elise, I think um, those six steps, um, as you said at the beginning, this is this is general advice, but those are those are the main steps that that you do need to stick to as an employer. 
Mm, thanks for that Fiona. I think that provides a really, really good overview and something that I've just observed recently uh, as a few of these processes have been un underway with our clients is there can sometimes be uh, a bit of an issue for people around how much information they actually need to provide um, and sometimes this can come down to balancing business interests um, and other times it actually involves your privacy obligations under the Privacy Act. Uh, so what would you sort of say here in terms of what, what you think um, businesses should consider with this obligation as well? Yeah, Elise, I think the starting point for me is that an employee is entitled to all information um, around how the employer has, has reached this preliminary decision of, of disestablishing their role. Um, so if the information exists uh, and an employee is entitled to it, that, that's the starting point. If I could make two extra comments in relation to that. Uh, the first is employees are entitled to, to know what's happening with, with other people's roles in the organisation. But they're not entitled to know people's personal information, i.e. Um, if Steve, who's three desks down from them, is entitled to redundancy compensation. An employee isn't, isn't entitled to, to know that information. But they are entitled to know what, what is proposed in relation to, to Steve's role. Uh, because they might have feedback to provide on that. The second thing is, and Elise, I think you, you will find that this has come up a lot as well, is if you are relying on financial reasons uh, for justifying your restructuring process, i.e. we need to save a million dollars, employees are entitled to see the financial information that has led to, to the employer drawing that conclusion. So if as an employer uh, you call me and say, look, um, we've told employees that we're a, a million bucks in the hole and we want to save a million dollars, but we don't want to provide that financial information that shows we're a million dollars in the hole, um, my answer probably to you is going to be tough. Uh, the employee is, is entitled to see that information. So I guess that links back to what we were talking about earlier, and that is it's so important to put some initial thinking into why you're looking at undertaking this, this restructure and, and what information you are prepared to provide. Mm, yeah, I agree. I think, I think that's great. Thanks for that, Fiona. And sometimes I think uh, if, if there are issues that people feel in terms of their disclosing private information, I think that's a really important one um, and something that further advice should be obtained about potentially because um, in this process it is often employees do want more information and sometimes under the Privacy Act there are reasons why that information can't be disclosed but like you said the starting point is always full access information and being able to justify your decision isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, well thank you so much uh, everyone for joining us for this episode. We hope that you've found it useful and we look forward to our next episode with you where we will be taking a closer look at the selection criteria section which is what Fiona touched on today. So thank you for joining us and we look forward to having you next time.